Welcome to the Disconnection Podcast. My name is Kyle Nielsen, and I'm here with Ben Harmadi, and we're your hosts for today's show. During this episode at Disconnection, we'll be speaking to Rita Kurosian. So Rita, thank you so much for coming in. Initially, I met you at the yoga studio Fire Shaper in Tenafly. I came in on a whim uh, on a Saturday. Dawn was there and said, why don't you sign up and just, you know, try it out, try a class. I came into your class and I absolutely loved it. I've never done yoga before in my life. And when I was in that class, I felt completely challenged. Uh, I hadn't been that challenged in a very long time. So first of all, thank you for that class. Thank you. Yeah. That's a very nice way to like lift my spirits right now. Absolutely. It's incredible that me, someone who's worked out pretty much my entire uh, teenage life, adult life, that I don't really feel challenged anymore in the gym. Everything is now just a sustaining type of workout. I'm just keeping the shape that I have. But when I was in your class, especially in all of the consecutive classes that I've taken, it's really difficult for me to like... Keep, hold the positions to make sure that my balance is steady. Like I see so many improvements that I didn't think I would see. And I'm really impressed with how it's all uh, progressed. Oh, good. I'm really happy then. Yeah. Uh, so I'd, I'd love to know a little bit more about you and about how you got into yoga. Okay. About me. Well, yoga came to me. I um, was going through a really hard time. I had lost my mom to cancer in October and I was driving by just like Washington Avenue in Tenafly. I have a lot of like friends and whatnot in town. Mm -hmm. And I saw that there was a hot yoga studio opening up. So I went in, they had just opened after my first week of practicing the owner who her name is Tara. She's became one of like my really good friends asked me how long I've been practicing and if I wanted to teach. And I said, well, I've been practicing for a week and <laughs> Uh, I've never like really thought about it. And she pretty much just told me that I should because I have a natural practice. And I thought about it. I went home. I spoke to my dad and my dad was all for it. He goes, you need something to just like clear your mind. And I think that it'll be like a good thing. And worst comes to worst, like you have a certification, like you're better at something. It's like you're learning. Mm -hmm. I'm like, OK, cool. I did it. And I just immersed myself into it like the more that I did it. I like I love it because it's a self-practice. Like if you want to get better at it, like it's up to you. No one is going to teach you what you want to know. Everything like of course I'm thankful for the training because it gave me like the door and my certification, mm -hmm. but everything that I teach, everything that I do like I come up with on my own. I do my own homework. I like to see like the movement of the body. If you enjoy doing something, then you don't care how much you do it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Definitely. And I kind of just kept it going. I mean, it was difficult for me. Teaching was very difficult at first because I'm a shy person. Really? I've gotten better. I have gotten like significantly better. But the person who I was before yoga, I was working at a law firm in like Manhattan for four years. And when mom got diagnosed, I actually quit my job and I stayed with her for two years. And we, I like, she was my best friend. We were like glued at the hip. I'd go to every chemo with her, stay with her all day, like all her doctor's appointments. I'm kind of controlling as well. So I have to be there to make sure it's like everything is happening, right? Mm -hmm. And then um, I was a little more uptight. I would say, because again, my controlling nature comes in, like I wanna do it, like I wanna see it done, like, it has, everything has to be perfect. And then obviously when my mom did pass away, you realize like you really have no control over anything. Like if something is gonna happen, it's gonna happen. And it took me a long time. I blamed myself for a long time for her death. And yoga helped me realize to just take a breath, <laughs> just like, <laughs> let it go. Like you can't do everything. You can't, you yeah. can't worry about like external factors. And when I'm in the postures in the physical postures, I don't feel a single thing. It's like, I mean, it's like complete serenity. I don't feel any, I have a lot of injuries, like bodily injuries. I have a plate and six screws on my left knee. I have, um, two herniated discs, the balding So I have like, I've been, mm -hmm. I'm an athlete. I've been playing with sports my entire life. But when I'm practicing, none of those, I feel it. My mind is like completely shut off. The only thing I can literally hear like my heart like beating. And right. I thoroughly, like, I love getting to that place. And if it's able to help me in like physically and emotionally, mentally, then 
I want to share it. I think it's an important tool for people, especially coming, like how it came to me. I think that my mom, I, I speak to my mom every single day. I have conversations with her. She answers me every single time through like things that happen. If I ask her a question, the longest it takes is like a day and I have the answer to it. She kind of just leads me into the right direction. And I think that she, things happen for a reason and she led me to yoga. And my life has like completely changed after that. Uh, when you uh, left your law degree or when you left uh, your law practice, um, what, what were you doing at the time? What, did your mother also motivate you to get into uh, law? Law, yeah. Well, I ever since when you when everyone's a child, like they want to be like a princess, or I always wanted to be an attorney. <laughs> I, <laughs> my, I have a lot of attorneys in my, my family, and I again like I still have my moments. Let's be real. But I used to love to argue. Mm -hmm. And like I always had to win. And I would not drop anything <laughs> go. So I kind of was like perfect. Like it fit really well for me. And then I was going to school. I went to I went to William Patterson. So I was going to school full time and I was working in the city trying to see like what law I would like more, like what and whatnot. <clears throat> and I actually graduated from undergrad in May and my mom got diagnosed in June. So um I didn't I was gonna take a year off because a couple of the attorneys in my firm said take some time off like make sure you want to do law i know like the dropout rate in law school is like insanely high yeah, like really make high. sure you want to do it and i was like okay i'll take a year off and then when she got sick obviously like my life just i was like i don't want to create any more like drama i right. want to be someone who people come to and when they leave they feel amazing and like i want to actually like impact people's lives and like make the world a nicer place like a happier place and law does not do that <laughs> not always. Not always. Yes, not always. I have to stand up for some people who practice law because my brother is a uh, he's a uh, a JAG officer for the military. So I okay. do have to respect. Uh, I do respect yeah, yeah. them. I have a lot of uncles and aunts, like cousins, that are all into law. But like for me, it just became not the right decision. Okay, and that was in part because of your mother. Yeah, I mean, she wanted me to be an attorney as well. Mm -hmm. Was she my an dad attorney? Too. No, my mom was, my parents owned a couple of businesses, so they worked together. They had a few stores, and they're into real estate and construction. Okay. So they always just, like, worked together. Um, my mom was, both of my parents were born in Syria, were Armenian, after the genocide, like, everyone dispersed. And then um, they came here, my dad came in his teens, and my mom came in, in her 20s. So, well, my mom came because they met in Greece and got married. Randomly. Cool. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Beautiful place to meet. I mean, yeah. But um, they always had their own business. My dad did go to law school for a couple of semesters, but they were really poor growing up, so that he couldn't really afford like the rest, like tuition and whatnot. So right, right. He kind of took a step back. Okay. But I'm sure she'd want me to be an attorney if that's what I wanted to do. She just wanted you to be happy. Exactly. Yeah. Are you an only child? I have an older brother. Okay. Yeah. Is he an attorney? He is not. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's a family thing. Most of my family, not us. So how did they react when you decided to become a yoga instructor? I understand that for Fire Shaper, that you need to practice for like 200 hours? Well, well my dad, my dad is very supportive. Um, and it's being like a Middle Eastern family, my family was, they were never... They're liberal. They're they're conservative, but they have like their very liberal ways. My dad was like, as long as you're happy, like I'm not gonna force you to do something you don't like to do, because you know you're gonna be miserable. Like I'd, I'd much rather you be happy, and if you're good doing it, but whatever you are doing, you have to be the best at it. Mm -hmm. You need to work your ass off. You need to hustle. Like it does not matter what it is. You can't settle. Like if you want, he's like, if you're gonna open your own studio one day, then fine. But if you're gonna be a yoga instructor and like work for someone else your entire life he's like i'm not fine with that and that's what like i have a cousin linda who is has been like my older sister she's a decade older than me and ever since i was younger she's always been brutally honest with me <laughs> sometimes it was not awesome but okay. it always helped me it's good to have that it's good to have that she puts you in check really fast <laughs> and then the one tara first mentioned it to me i actually she's an attorney and I went to her office and I talked to her and she looked at me. She's like, if you open your own studio, I'm fine with it. 
if you're just going to like work for someone else, I don't want you to do it. So I had like two people who are like big significant significant factors in my life supporting me and I was like, why not? I need some time. Um, it definitely helped me in the long run, I guess. It was the right decision. Are you making plans to uh, open up your own studio as well? Yeah. I mean, I think that um, I'm taking the first steps to it. Um, what would be the order of events that would need to happen for that too? Well, I think in general you need space. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm not sure when it's going to happen. These things can be like tomorrow. They can be next month. They can be a year. I feel like when it's right, it'll come together. I'm not... Until then, I'm just working on branding myself. Mm -hmm. I want to reach as many people as I can, like help as many people as I can. And when the time is right, it'll just happen. I think something you should run with that I thought was great that you said earlier was how you described yourself as a very controlling person. But once you started to do yoga, as I understand it, you kind of are able to let go of those needs to be as controlling as I you still are. have my controlling moments. That's be, I'm going to be completely honest with you. We can't totally change ourselves. Yes. But I've learned when I first decided, I was actually... So the whole studio thing came up this past summer. Mm -hmm. um, my boyfriend has been telling me since like three months into us meeting that I need to open up my own studio. He's like, you have the skill. Like every time I come to your classes, everyone always comes out and is like, you're amazing. Like all, like all of these nice things. I'm like, I'm not ready. Like I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And for like four months, he kept on telling me. And then one day he's like, I don't understand. Like, well, you're never going to be ready. He's like, there's no such thing as ready. You just have to do it. And he's like, what are you scared of? I was like, A, um, hi, I don't have like that much money to just open up my own studio. Mm -hmm. And B, like, I have no idea what to do. Like, I have no, I've never like run a business. Like, I don't know how to market. Like, I'm horrible at marketing myself. So he looked at me, he's like, are you crazy? So we, I was talking to my dad and I told my dad the same, like I told him the conversation that me and Adis had had. And my daddy looked, my dad, my <laughs> looked at me. Got a glimpse and he into goes, the relationship there. Yes, I'm very close to my dad. And he goes, um, you think you're gonna like get the money in a year? He's like, obviously, like I'll I'll be supporting you if it's like I want. I've been waiting for you. My dad is the kind of person. Let's just put it this way: I got certified in, I got graduated in August. In September, he wanted me to open up like my own studio. I'm like, Damn. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Like, how do you want me to open up my own studio? So he was like, I've been waiting for you to like. He's like, I don't understand like what the ready part is. And he's like, you're never, he told me the same thing that like my boyfriend told me. And he's like, I've run a business my entire life. Like, obviously I'll be running, like I'll I'm there. Yeah, yeah. I've had like a lot of support. Like my boyfriend is very good at marketing. He's like, when the time is right, like I'll do marketing. I have a lot of attorneys in my family. So um, I've had like one of my friends who actually works for my uncle who's an attorney. She's like very good with paperwork she's like i will set up an entire system for you so i've had like a lot of support mm -hmm. but like i said like things are slowly coming together and i'm not gonna rush it because i feel like it's the more time i have to like work on me and reach more people so when i do open a studio and if i am good like people will want to come to me you know like mm -hmm. i understand it's it's a slow marketing scheme that you're technically in the middle of well, right now you're, you're saying you're new on the scene you're how long have i'm you very been? new i've been practicing it'll be three years in april like i started teaching and practicing simultaneously oh wow okay so and you have a following at this point i'm assuming like i mean you it, have a following it, your classes know. are packed everyone comes out of it just uh, like so your she's boyfriend. been really humble this oh, entire time oh, yeah. gotcha. <laughs> your, your classes are packed uh Everyone comes out and goes, wow, thank you so much for the class. You know, so, some people do it because they're polite and some people are very enthusiastic about it. They come out and they're like, no, it was awesome. Like, thanks. The things that I hear them. OK, so this morning um, before my class, I had a private and mm -hmm. they're they're new. Their first session was about a month ago. And then they were traveling for three weeks. So today was their second session in the morning. And I went in and I met them through a, a local, I go to the gym in Englewood and I've been going there. I started, I, I cross train. So I started lifting way before I started yoga. I've been lifting for like seven, eight, nine years. Mm -hmm. And um, some, one of the trainers came up to me, said that her client wants a yoga instructor and like whatnot. So she set us up and with her and her husband. So this morning I went in, I was like, I just want to know, is everything okay? And she's like, I have to tell you. 
I know it's been three weeks, but the day after you left, like, I felt amazing. She's like, nothing hurt at all whatsoever. Like, I, I've, I've never, like, felt so good in my entire life. And that just, like, made my entire day. Like, I know it was still, like, only 7.30 in the morning. Sure. But still. <laughs> <laughs> I love hearing that when I come out and, like, people, the biggest change that I see, like, forget the physical, is, like, the mental and the emotional. That whole, sometimes... I, as you know, like in mm-hmm. class, I ask them in yoga, you breathe in and out of your nose. Sometimes I ask to inhale through your nose and exhale through your mouth. And like I can just tell what people are going through with the way they exhale and or like the way they are on their mat. Like it's so it's I mean, you, you have to be teaching a little bit longer until sure. you start like realizing like bodies and whatnot. But you can tell you can feel people's pain on that exhale. Sometimes, exactly. Huh? And like it may it makes it really when I come out and I get people telling me that it like the smile that it puts on my I I get really happy because I like helping people like I want that like that's what I want you to come like when you leave my class I want you to leave like like nothing can bother you even if it's only for like a half hour just like be have the high keep the high and it changes your entire outlook in life there's your entire marketing thing right there I mean, yeah it sounds great well, we're gonna help you too it's because it's, it's coming from a very genuine place so that's people are attracted to that they definitely are you know and yeah. if, if you can really show that and that can come across to people beyond just the people in your class and just the, the people who are giving you these awesome testimonials after class you know that will make people come to your studio and that would be awesome i hope so my mom always said never in our it translates a little differently in english in armenian it's um never talk about yourself let people talk about you and she's like you could talk about yourself like all day every day Mm -hmm. but unless you have like you keep your mouth shut and like if your your actions speak louder than your words and People will see that, and if it's working and if it's good, they'll want to share it. Like you don't have to talk. Well, this came when we were growing up. All my aunts and my uncle, well, some of them, not all of them, they would always talk about their kids and how like oh they're doing great or all oh, this or they had this or like whatever. And I remember once I got really annoyed and I was I turned to my parents. I'm like, you guys never talk about us. Like, do we suck? I don't understand. <laughs> like, why can't you just like give me a little something? And she's like, I don't have to because if you're a good person, it'll show. And I'm like, I'm not going, I'm not going to promote you. Like, I'm biased anyway. You're my child. Mm-hmm. So that always, like, stuck with me. That's something yeah, that, no, yeah. A good a, lesson. Yeah, a great lesson. Yeah. yeah, she was a really smart woman. Uh, you said that your client, when you uh, met them this morning, that they told you after class that they didn't feel any pain. Uh, you yourself, you told us just uh, before that you have a lot of sur- or had a lot of surgeries. You have a herniated disc. Like, how did those come about? What were you doing that you got injured? Well, I my discs. I have two bulging discs in my neck and a, a some other disc in my back. So, something like that. Whatever. And I got into an accident in January. I got hit from behind, and it messed me up a little bit. I went to physical therapy, acupuncture, chiropractor, like every day for six months. And I'm, I got better. Like, yoga completely helped me out. When I'm practicing, I just feel, I feel no pain at all whatsoever. Wow. My knee, um, it's, it started, I got, I was on vacation and in the Bahamas. Nice. And I got hit by a car. I was riding a moped, and I got hit from behind, and oh, I, I, I fell. And I knew there was, like, something. Like, it just didn't feel, like, 100%. I got back, and I was going down the stairs, in my house and the stair gave off under me and like I fell. So I had like a little contusion already and then when mm-hmm. I fell, I went to the hospital and they told me, and I'm very like aware of my body and as soon as I fell, I told my mom, I was like, I can't put pressure on it. I'm like, there's something wrong, I'm not doing it. And the doctor was like, if you put like any ounce of pressure on it, you would have just like shattered. I, I shattered my patella and the top of my tibia. So I got surgery and I was out for like a year. And you have screws in your knee? Yeah, I have a plate and six screws. I can't feel the left side of my leg. From, like, I, my left, I can't feel here. And then through time, like, building my muscle around it, like, I have trouble feeling the left side of my leg wow. a little bit. You don't look like you have any injuries at all the, while we're practicing. Yeah. Exactly. If I can do it, like, I know other people can do it. How There's long, no excuses. How long did, uh, or I, I should actually ask, did you get injured before uh, 
practicing yoga? Yes. I got injured in 2011. And you said you were working out before yoga, right? Yes. So you were already building muscle around the injury? Yes. Were you able to do a lot of functional movements? Well, I got, so when I started, I always had a trainer. And when I was like growing up, like younger, I guess, mm. late teens, like early 20s, I want to say I broke my knee when I was maybe 21 or 22. And I used to go to, there was a Bally Total Fitness in Englewood Cliffs, like right on Sylvan. And I used to go there and I walked in one day and I knew all the trainers there. And they were like, whoa, you haven't been here for like a long time. And I'm like, they saw me limping. Like, it was disgusting. My one leg was, like, less and muscular. My other one was, like, the size of this water bottle. It was gross. And um, this trainer, Andrew, he was like, I'll give you a session on the house. If you feel good, continue with me. He Mm -hmm. changed my entire outlook on working out. Like, he made me love working out. He taught me, like, correct form. He taught me how to, like, squat. He wasn't, like, other trainers didn't really want me to go heavy. Like, he, he let me he let me go heavier and heavier and, like, squatting. So he gave, like, the love. Like, he opened my eyes to, like, the fitness world. He got me, he was a sports, like, he was very, he's very intelligent. So he strengthened my leg. He taught me, I was told I doesn't have a limp. I have no limp. Because the way he, like, trained me i like i i thank him for like like also like for where i am and it's funny like a few years later my aunt now is going to him and i've been telling her for like years and years to go and she was like no i don't need one and now she's like i love him i'm like i know he's 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 good you can tell if someone's good at something because like the way they teach it they put heart sure. into it. They put heart into it. And like he, I remember sometimes like if you're having a bad day and like I get very frustrated if I can't do something. And he was like, okay, you don't have to do it now. Like you're not there today. Yeah. Let's go somewhere else. And I, and I remember like wanting to kill him in my head because I need to do something when I want to do it. And I'm like, okay. So he taught me like patience when it comes to that. So I, I really do thank him for that. Well, I think that working out is something that it's not – you can't be given it. It's something you have to constantly work for. And when you do have a proper trainer like that, and they're really nurturing uh, the foundation for the joy that working out brings, it's really important. And not everyone gets that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's something that, like you said, if you get a trainer who doesn't have a heart in it, you kind of feel almost like there's a void within the workout. You're like, oh. You just don't feel like they care. I, I like I've, I've had... Uh... I've had like two trainers in my life and it's not like I've trained for extended periods of time, but once before wrestling, like it was in high school, actually, my mom got me like a quick personal trainer because I was like, I want to join the wrestling team. and I, You know, I want to wrestle with the boys, but I wasn't like really a sports guy before then. So she was like, before they destroy you in wrestling, do a little bit of this before. And, yeah, exactly. And the trainer was great. He was a dude who seemed to really care about me. He really cared if I was healthy. He really cared if I was doing my workouts correctly. And that gave me motivation because he cared that I cared that he cared. Exactly. You know? And they keep it interesting. Like he, oh, he always, he knew my weak points and he, he, he was like push like he pushes you. Mm-hmm. I remember when like I used to hate. He used to make me do negative pull ups, uh, and every time like he a knew, negative pull up. Yes, oh, I don't so, even know. So what you that pull is. up yeah. with uh, your chin above the bar, and then you're slowly letting yourself go. Uh, and he would make me do like ten in a row. So I remember like I knew he wanted me to do it. Just like I could tell by the way he would like say hi to me. that's totally in your head (laughs) i hated it but i loved it at the same time like we say in yoga i always say it in class like the postures that are the hardest are the ones you need the most because if it's easy those like what's the point of doing it i mean there's a point in doing it obviously but it's the postures that are hard that your body needs the most so if your hamstrings are tight you're going to hate like a runner's lunge but if your hamstrings are tight you need to open it up so you need to hold it it's Mm -hmm. always breathing past like the discomfort that being said obviously there's discomfort because of soreness and there's discomfort because of pain like mm-hmm. you, you need you know your body you have to yoga has a lot to do with anatomy and for some people some postures are easier mm-hmm. and for others others like others are easier but you have to you have to like try you can't just not do something i see all the time in class like sometimes people i'll give variations and They'll go off and do their entire, like, a completely different class on my class. And I'm like, that's, what that's not what you need. But yeah. okay, like, there's only so much I can do. Like, I'm not sure. your, I'm not your, 
Yeah. I'm there to guide you. I'm there to just suggest, let's put it that way. But what you do is up to you. Mm-hmm. But in the same time, I think like you're coming to a class. So is it not like our normal, like as a non-yogi, I've never been to a yoga class. Like, is it kosher to come in and do your own routine while the teacher is telling you like, that's not cool, is it? I personally think it's rude. Yeah. I do. And there are like, it's happened in the past. It doesn't happen often. It, oh, is there an experience level you have to have before joining your class, by the way? No, not at all. It's not. not all. It's, it's like beginner I, entry level. I had zero. There's different yeah. classes. Gotcha. So there's a burn class. Burn class is yoga with weights. And I mm-hmm. do not. I feel so bad when people bring their friends for a first class in a burn. I'm like. It's really hard. Just like it's not crushed. like it's it's not really yoga. It's yoga with it's a boot camp. It's mm-hmm. amazing. But you definitely have to build. Forget the strength. But you have to get used to the heat. Sure. And you have to come like it's the heat that makes it really hard. Yep. There's a blaze class, which is like a traditional Bikram class. That's really good for beginners. Very good for beginners. It teaches you how to breathe. You you stop after every posture. And then there's an Ignite, which is the signature series for Fire Shaper. I personally love teaching Vinyasa flow. Mm-hmm. Um, do you need an? You don't need to. You can be a beginner. Like I said, I give a lot of variations because I do realize that there's a lot of people in class. I have people who it's their first time. I have people who've been practicing for ten years. You know, so I do want to make it challenging for everybody. So I always start in the most beginning form of the posture, and I say if you're good here. After a couple of breaths, you can mm-hmm. do this. And I'm like, okay, if you're good here, after a couple of breaths, you can do this. And I just like add on little by little. Sure. And as somebody who doesn't do yoga again, can I ask you, you keep referring to the breath. What is the relationship exactly between the workout and breathing? Because it seems to be a very important part okay, of the whole so yoga let me thing. Put this, okay, when I started working out, I love, okay, so I've been trying. I actually talked about this in class this morning mm. because your breath is di- like directly linked to your core. And in yoga especially, you're you're extending out, but you're bringing in everything. Like your core is engaged in every single posture. Even with working out, yoga has gotten me so much stronger in like weightlifting to the point. And like forget like when you're squatting, when you go low, like the fact like I can hold it lower longer. Let's just put it the way because of the way that I breathe. If you're breathing firstly out of your mouth, your fight or flight kicks in. Your body's like, holy moly, like I'm going to die. I need to come out of this. Like I can't do it. When you start slowing your breath down, and I'm not saying it's easy, it takes a lot of practice. The longer you inhale, count five seconds in, count five seconds out. A, your nervous system checks itself back in. It lets you know that, okay, like I got it. It's all immense, it's all mind games. Like I got it, I'm good, I can hold it. And I see so many times in class, as soon as I say, like I can tell people are tense because they're like, like they're holding their breath. I'm like, just breathe. As soon as they breathe, they're wobbling before and then they're like sturdy, like they're not moving, you know? And with your breath, if you are holding it, you're creating tension in your body. You're hurting yourself instead of doing what you came for to open up and to strengthen. So it has, it's completely related. So at the end of class today, I have a lot of people also who don't like to lay in Shavasana. And I will be the first to admit it. I suck at it too. What is Shavasana? Shavasana is the hardest posture ever. Because when you're moving through these moving meditations, it's it's easier to clear your mind because if you're thinking of something, you're going to fall out and you're going to get pissed off and you're going to get frustrated. So in time you learn when you're practicing, you're, you're just focusing on that posture you're at. In Shavasana, you're laying completely still, you're not moving, and you can't, like, you're, you're clearing your mind at the same time. So it's hard. As soon as you come out of practice, and I'm, my Tara has told me for the first year and a half of my practicing, countless times, she's like, I don't care if you stay there for like 10 breaths. She's like, you don't get, like, as, as soon as class would be done, I'd roll my mat, I'm like, I'm done, I'm good. And she's like, you can't do that. Like, you need to take a second, you need to calm yourself down. I'm like, okay. And the more that I do it, the more that I realize how really important it is. And forget, besides anything, you're everyone's running place to place every single day. So when you're coming into a yoga class, I always end my classes a little early. Like, I'll, I'll end five minutes early to give the people the time to take the shavasana. 
Like I add, I incorporate it into the class. So I technically own you for another three minutes. Is a shavasana when you're like laying out with your eyes closed at the end of the class? Yeah, or? so you okay. can be laying down. No, I offer no, it in many different ways. You can be laying down yeah. on your back, on your belly, in a child's pose. You can sit down. I don't care. Like however you're able to be the most comfortable mm. and just relax. That was my favorite part. We used to do it in school, <laughs> and I used to fall asleep. And <laughs> really, well, that means it. you're really relaxed. So that's yeah, good. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's super relaxed. They should have. You should have seen me in high school. I was the most relaxed kid in the school. I used to sleep in class all day. <laughs> it's no joke. Uh, one thing that I really liked about yoga was that. I have, I don't have trouble breathing, but I have trouble remembering to breathe. Like I am shaking in some of my poses. I'm uh, thinking about other things. And so when you bring it up during class, especially, and you say, hey, remember to breathe, remember to close your mouth. Like, I'm like, oh my God. <gasps> and I'll like <laughs> quickly close my mouth. Like, shit, like I, I need to work on this. Uh, but the differences that I noticed from working out to yoga like I've had trainers before and I was in the military. So I've had, you know, almost classes where you're, you're led for a PT. Um, but I haven't been this challenged and I'm wondering if it's also so challenging this yoga because it's also hot yoga. And so I'm not just dealing with the postures, but I'm dealing with the temperature too. My body doesn't really know how to react. Um, have you focused at all on not hot yoga, just regular yoga? Well, I do privates. So when I do a private, I do, I mean, I'm picky with whose house that I go to. I don't go to everyone's. I have to feel comfortable. It's a very personal thing. Right. So um, unless I know you or if someone referred to you that I know very well, mm -hmm. but I do my privates out of actually Fire Shaper and Tenafly. And I, I give you the option. Like we can do, if I'm at someone's house, obviously it's non-heated. But at the studio, you have an option to do heated and non-heated. So I, I practice, I did do both. When I go away, obviously, I don't have, like, a steam room to, like, take with me. So I'll <laughs> practice, like, outside. I, you know, the best thing, the, that's the beauty of yoga. You don't have to, like, carry equipment around. You know, you, you and a mat would be nice, mm -hmm. but you could do it without a mat, you know? And, I th okay, so with the whole challenging factor, don't get me wrong. Li like, I'm just going to compare, like, lifting and yeah, yoga. Please, yeah. Lifting's hard, don't get me wrong, but they're different they're different hearts because A with yoga, you're not you're using your body weight and you're balancing. So you're like if you're using one part of your body, you're using all parts of your body. Whereas if you're doing like curls and whatnot, it's like, more specific. It's more specific. And this is just my theory. Mm -hmm. And then also if you're doing curls, your adrenaline is pumping, you're going like really fast and you like what if you're like you're compromised alignment wise, like you're not really going to feel it until you put it down. It hurts, you yeah, know, or that. Yeah, yeah. with yoga, like, you know, that's the second you're in a posture, um, like your alignment isn't right. You're going to feel it. So you're like, you're not going to keep it there. I and mean, if you have a teacher who like I personally love to go around like I ask first like I like I like to adjust like a verbal adjustments physical adjustments like you've moved my arms yeah like oh you're not really far enough back like here and I'm like oh okay that's how you do that well that's also because people like underestimate themselves so much in class I'm like I know you can do more like come on so that that is a lot of the reasons why like I do move people around mm -hmm. but if I see something alignment wise like that's really important, like especially coming from someone who has injuries. I've played sports. I've had rolled ankles, broken arms. Like, I know what it's like to be hurt. I don't want. I don't want. If you're coming to a yoga class, you don't want to get hurt. So you're yeah. gonna know, and you're gonna change your alignment, and you're strengthening like your entire body at the same time. So you're all, you're gonna get more tired. It's challenging. It's a different kind of challenging, I should say. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to somebody who can't touch their hands to their toes, like? Could I do yoga? I feel like I'm the least flexible human being on the planet. Okay. <laughs> That's like, an interesting question. Like, being flexible isn't a prerequisite for yoga. Like, mm -hmm. yoga is why you become more flexible. So you're never going to get, like, sure. it's like, I, I want to make money, but I don't want to work. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, I, I get that, but you were saying things like, so you know how you were moving people into their poses more. Like, I feel like I'll see some of those poses and I'm like, there's no way I'm getting into that pose. When I say moving, yeah. I don't physically, like, I don't push you. 
with, for example, with Kyle, let's like he's in a high lunge. Sure. Uh, sometimes I won't even. I will. Okay. How about this? When I'm in class, I see a lot, like a lot of shoulder lifts, and I always say shoulders down. I will come and I'll just squeeze like the shoulders together, and as as soon as like my fingers touch, like more advanced practitioners or people who come to my class, they know your, their shoulders are up. Squeeze them together mm -hmm. and press them down. So I'm not literally like there are some people who again. I have to feel comfortable with them and I have to know that they're comfortable with me and they're open. Sure, like sure. I'll come and I'll adjust them. Like I'll press their hips down, but I don't, I don't do that to everybody. Like, right. When I'm in a high lunge and our arms are Can above our head. Can you explain to our audience what a high lunge is real quick? Right, right. So it's uh, one leg is in front of the other. Your back leg is completely extended and your forward leg uh, is at a 90 degree angle. And your torso is... So it's like the stretch of like a lunge. Kind exactly. Of. Gotcha. And so when my hands are above my head, and we're in a high lunge. Uh, if I don't, if I'm not aware of it, Rita, you've come over multiple times and been like, just with your fingertips, like pushing my hands a little bit farther up, you know, more directly above my head instead of forward of my head. And I'm unaware that I can go farther back, just that inch, two inch, until you push me, and then I'm like, oh, like this is, it feels the same, but it feels better. Yes, that's nice. And a lot of the times I see in class, it's it's hot, you're tired. I get like the most death stares ever, like all the time. <laughs> and you're just so consumed with trying to stay in the posture that even if you have the strong, I mean, I'm guilty of it. Like I have, when I go to class, like I love going to classes and taking other people's classes. I always learn something. I, e I either learn like oh, something good or I learn something that I would never want to do. So I always like learning. But if you're tired and you're like, or if you're having like a bad day or if your body's feeling a certain way, you're so consumed with being in the posture, you don't realize you're like slightly aligned off of it. So it's my job to like point that out. You may think that you're doing it good. And with yoga, I feel like a lot of it is, again, my client this morning, we were doing something on the floor and I verbally adjusted her. She's like, but if I feel like I'm doing this, I don't feel like my spine is straight. I'm like, the best way for me to like show you is taking a picture. So I made her go into her version of it. And I took a picture. And then I went, I've told her to like the cues again. I took a picture and she's like, oh my God, yours is so right. I'm like, you always have to over exaggerate the posture because it's never the way that it looks like you're always working more that's what i love about yoga like, it's always challenging like you get you're like oh my god i want to be able to hold a forearm stand then you get into a forearm and like okay but now i want to be able to like do tricks in a forearm stand so you're always learning you're always like there there's always something to do i'm sorry there are tricks in yoga there's oh. tricks in everything in life yeah. what kind of tricks? <laughs> you said it like uh, like a skateboarding trick in yoga like i, I don't know yeah okay so tell there's me a lot more. of inversions there's always a different way to challenge yourself one you're specific that I've, I've noticed is when we go into tree which is yeah. you're standing on one leg your other leg uh your the foot of the opposite leg is inside of your thigh and your hands are in front of your chest in a prayer form. Okay. And so sometimes people in tree will go down balancing, balancing, and they'll go into a toe stand, which is like lowering yourself on one leg mm. onto your toe. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, so I, they did. Like, I haven't tried it, but it looks like a trick to me. Like yeah. a 180 tree toe stand sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I have, how about this? My, my aunt, my same aunt who goes to my old Andrew. Yeah. Um, I started doing yoga. Like I do. I give her, I go to her house once a week and I do classes and she, oh, for years, like years, like I don't like yoga. I don't like the up and down, like it's to this, it's to that or like whatever. And that's like always what I hear. And I'm not a pusher. I'm like, I'm not going to say anything. If you want to do it, you'll do it. You'll do it. Mm -hmm. But with her, like she has, she also has like a knee injury and I'm just like, I always get, like, I think it's interesting. I, everyone's like, I want to look like you. And like, oh, like you're so fit and this and that. And I'm like, if you did what I do, you'd be able to look like me. Like <laughs> this doesn't happen naturally. Like I, I work hard. That's like right. people, it's, uh, people are always like, you look like you're like, it's so easy for you. I'm like, it's not. It's really hard. It's not easy for me. And like, to be honest, it's probably a little harder than me for me. Like balancing on my left leg. I mean, I don't feel half my knee. So mm. it's going to be harder for me, but like keep doing it. Yeah. And that's so, the only way it's going to get better. Did you feel that, like, your transition into this yoga lifestyle has also changed a lot of other things in your life, such as maybe, completely. like, hi, okay, so tell me all about yes, that. Yes, completely. <laughs> I don't even want to get into it. It seems like you got stuff to say. 
It has. <laughs> um, it made me happier. I've, I've, the people who I've met have like made an impact. Like again, my friend Tara, she made a, a, a gigantic impact in my life. Um, she, it was, she's one of the people I've known for like two and a half years, but I feel like I've known her my entire life. And the people that I've met have helped me with my personal life. You know, there are there have been plenty of times where like I miss my mom and like there's some days that are harder. Like my mom, her birthday is in September and she died in October. So that whole like month, month and a half, like I'm out of whack. It's like really hard for me. And she like knows and she from day one, like she she knew that I was having a hard time. She gave me the keys to her studio. She's like, you can come in anytime. I don't care what time of the day it is. It can be like four o'clock in the morning, like help yourself. So the kindness of others has uplifted me. And um, I feel like through teaching in general, I've been less shy. I still have my moments. Like I don't like big crowds at all whatsoever. So when I go into like, I'm definitely the wallflower. Like I want to be in the corner where nobody can see me and I could slide out when like no one's looking. That's just my personality. That's how mm -hmm. I am. But it has helped me. I mean, I'm teaching in front of like sometimes 40 people and it, it's funny because I've heard this in the past, but like an alter ego comes in when I'm teaching. I think it's because I'm confident in like what I do and like I know Definitely. that like I know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So something sometimes I'll like say something I'm like, did I just say that? Like, did that just come out of my mouth? <laughs> I mean, that's like the best you can be in your element, you know, and like uh, like I know I suffer from shyness and anxiety in certain points in life. But especially in situations where like, you know, you shine, it's like you'll just click right into it. I don't know if I shine, but I'm comfortable. Let's put it that way. I'm comfortable and. Like you're there for, I don't want to say you're there for me, but you're taking my class. So I want to give mm. you like what you came for. Like can't be like in the corner, like mumbling, you know? Definitely. So it definitely did help me get out of like my shyness a little bit. It helped you, you know, cultivate a, you said different personality, but uh, I'd like to go back to something you said even before, which is like, it's a mind game. Like, it's yes. shyness is you're in your head and you're thinking about other people are judging me. What do they think about me? It, it doesn't matter. You're having all of these people join your class because they want something from you. Yes. You have something to teach them, to provide for them that they can't get on their own. That's why people find instructors. That's why you find someone who can teach you what you don't know. And it's, I mean, to add on to that, also what people are talking, like I went through when my mom did, when she passed away, I was going through really like, it messed me up for a bit and it was really hard on me. And again, I'm shy in general, but, and I also have been told I have a resting B-I-T-C-H face. <laughs> you can say bitch on. Yeah, <laughs> no worries. Oh yeah, it's fine. And um, again, like I don't like big crowds. So, and plus like when she passed away, I've had like a, like a lot of people in my life, they would force me to like go out and like whatnot. And I didn't want to be out. Like mm -hmm. I was miserable. And I'm also the kind of person who I can like turn inwardly and zone out like one, like really quickly. I could be in a crowded room and like, it's like my own way of meditating. Like mm -hmm. I can just shut the entire world out. And I've, I mean, I personally heard people like say not nice things and whatnot and like, when I was practicing, like sometimes just like things come into my head and I feel like that and I feel like a lot like my mom throw like talks to me and like I told you in different ways and I've learned that always be nice. Like there's no like coming from the end of people talking shit and like ex thinking that I'm like my nose is up in the air and whatnot like if you really did know me at that moment like I don't know there's times where I would like commit like wanting to like die like Ooh. how do you know what's going on in my mind sure. you know so yoga helped me like in turn with that to like slow it down like don't jump to conclusions you know when I started to breathe deeper and process things in a different way and like see life in not just my eyes but like different eyes like now whenever I get upset at something instead of the old me would have like ripped your head off 
<laughs> I would have like been like, what do you mean? Da, da, da. And now like when I get upset at something, I shut my mouth. I, t- I need like, I need like 10, 15, like, I don't know. Sometimes I need a couple of days. And like, I think <laughs> about it and I'm like, am I rational for like feeling this way? Am I, am I overthinking it? Like, am I being mm-hmm. too sensitive? Like I think about it and then sometimes I'm like, I come in a, in a nicer tone. I'm like, you know what? The other day when this happened, like I didn't appreciate it. I didn't like it. So I feel like the way you talk to people is so important. And I feel like, and like, again, everyone's like so angry and like on edge all the time. And I've had so many times people coming to the studio and they'll be like, I'm having the worst day. I have, I have like regulars that come and like, I mean, you know, like I'm, I'm way too chipper, especially at six in the morning. I mean, I'm up since four when I teach a 6 a.m. class. So I'm awake. Holy shit. I've had my coffee. I had my breakfast. I'm energized. Like I'm ready to go. So I have like people, <laughs> <laughs> I have like regulars come in and I'm there. I see them like, and as soon as they see me and I'm like, hi. And they're like, you're way too happy right now. So I'll talk to them for like, I don't know, 30 seconds. Mm. And on their way out, like I see their mood, like 100% change. Like they're they're uplifted. They're awake. Like they're ready. Like even just putting a smile on someone's face, like that is what I live for. Like I just want people to be happy. Def- it definitely rubs off, I mean, when you're coming <laughs> in with, you know, a very chirp attitude. People always like this. And it's but, funny, you know, a couple of fun. times I come into class and like, really not happy like i remember this one like a few months ago i was teaching a burn class and i was not happy i got a ticket on my way to the studio and it was just a really bad ticket Mm -hmm. and i walked into class i I walked into the studio and i was like not right and everyone was like do you need a minute and i'm like (laughs) yes so like i went to the bathroom i like washed my face whatever and i walked in i was like guys your instructor is in a really pissy mood it's gonna be a really hard class today (laughs) (laughs) i literally heard like (gasps) like the whole and it was there was like 35 people in the class and i heard one sassy person say oh because it's not hard every other time (laughs) and i'm like oh i was like you have no idea what's in store and after that class everyone like people stayed in their shavasana after that class (laughs) so i have my moments i'm human just like everyone else yeah, valuable. You know, we can be affected by emotions. We have no control over it, uh, the outside influences. But you know, we can attempt to control our internal reactions yeah. to those outside, you know, events. And uh, yoga has definitely helped. Yes. But before, actually, I had been telling myself, "Yeah, I'm going to take yoga for a while." I think it was about like six months, maybe a year. And I was so stressed out about so many things in my life that I ended up going to the hospital. Uh, it ended up being no big deal at all. I, I now know what a migraine feels like. It sucks. <laughs> uh, but mm-hmm. after that, I was like, wait a second. Hold on. Let me slow down. Let me figure out what's happening. And that's when I walked past the studio. And uh-huh. I was like, that's it. You know, How long have I been telling myself I'm going to do this? I went in and I just started taking classes. And I feel, even though sometimes I'm overwhelmed or just even whelmed with what's going on in my life, uh, I feel like when I come out of yoga class, I feel better. When I go to the gym, I've been in the gym for so long now that when I come out, I'm like, yeah, good workout. I'll pat myself on the back, you know. And then it's just the next thing, right? I'm going from one thing to the other, rushing all around my life. But when I walk out of a yoga class, I feel relaxed. I feel like, oh, shit, this is much better. Like, all right, this day's going to be great. No matter what happens, I could take it type of thing. So, Do you double up gym yoga? I haven't. Uh, sometimes I, I think about it. I tell myself in the morning, like, yeah, I'm going to do both. And then I do yoga and I'm like, ah, I don't need the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you feel like good enough where you're like, I don't need, I really don't need this today sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, the first month that I took class, I didn't go to the gym at all. And wow. So I've, yeah, I think I'd ever hear those words out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so I've slowly been incorporating the gym back into my schedule. But It's yeah. a different kind well, first of all, I love hot yoga. With hot yoga, you feel like you just sweated everything out. Everything. Like every frustration, every anything that's bothering you, it just like it it seeps through your pores. It's like a different kind of sweat. Hot yoga sweat and workout sweat are like two completely different sweats. Mm-hmm. You come out of a hot room, the worst part of yoga is taking your clothes like yeah. after class. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's gross. Like it, it's like it's a completely different feeling. 
did you and ha- or have you stopped like working out, working out since you've started doing yoga? No, 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 no. Not at all. I love cross training. I go rock climbing with like my, I have a, my cousin, my boyfriend. I, I just, I like being active. Do you double up on some days? You'll teach Every a couple day. of classes. Really? Every day. Well, wow. well, it depends on my day. I go to the, I lift at least three times a week. And then um, there's days where I teach like four classes and I go to the gym. Mm-hmm. And then. Holy shit. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a pretty high energy person. That being said, if I'm sitting down on the couch for more than like, 10 minutes i'm gone like i'm out i'm, I'm passed out at night what are you gonna do i yeah. sleep early <laughs> <laughs> you're waking up at I four sleep you have early, to sleep so early so i have to wake up we yeah. call her aunt rita on the couch right? <laughs> <laughs> how is your diet because you're doing My all diet. of these physical activities are you or uh, like paying attention to the foods you eat or do you just kind of eat whatever you want well i kind of have a little easier well, let's just say I stopped eating meat over a year ago, mm-hmm. and that's not because of wanting to. Um, for a long time, I I never like loved meat. Like with chicken and steak, it always had to be really thin, and it had to be like well done. Like, but I would eat it, and obviously, being active and having all of these trainers, like protein, 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 mm-hmm. protein, protein, right. protein. So I would just like eat it, eat it, eat it, eat it all the time, and um, I started getting grossed out like while I'm chewing it and I was like I need it I don't care like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I was still eating it to the day where I got such bad food poisoning mm. I was throwing up for like three days straight my ribs I felt like I was in a car accident and like everything hurt and, I, and from that day on I was like no I was like I'm not doing it anymore well, and yeah, I, like, I don't like to bad food poisoning <laughs> yeah. it's it terrible yeah Horrible and you're both squirming right now. <laughs> it's the worst thinking about it. I right know it's just, and I was teaching a 6 a.m. class, Oof. so and like it happened Monday night at like 10 o'clock. So I'm not gonna like call Tara, be like, I can't come to class in four hours. You're so a I like, I got up and I never opened the door that day. I like the door was open the whole time. So I, I came out and everyone was like, Are you okay? I'm like, <laughs> yeah I'm like I just want to go home please like <laughs> if you leave I can leave let's go but um, yeah I stopped eating meat and it smells good if I ever like have the craving for it I'll have it but until that point like I don't say I, I have I'll have things with like chicken stock veg- like like you're not a vegetarian I'm not a vegetarian yeah. but with meat wise I won't have fish unfortunately lately it's been the same like but i've learned as i take the first bite and if it's like i'm not having it like i'll stop eating it i'm not gonna like power through it mm-hmm. um i love eggs i like live off of eggs me too like i've had 12 in a day one like wow sometimes. <laughs> i love eggs. eggs um my high end is like seven a day yeah at least four but i have at least four a day seven, yeah but um, and I'm lucky. I've never liked pasta. I never liked rice. Like I do like really crunchy bread. But besides that, like I have to be in the mood for it. So you're and not I'm, eating a high carb diet. You're not eating a lot of meat. I'm not really on a diet. Like I, I, I think that first of all, you can't get into something with a diet because if you're not gonna be able to implement it in your lifestyle, as soon as you come off of that diet, you're gonna blow up. Sure. There's like no, there's no point. To me, a diet is only good. Let's say you're getting ready for an event and you're like, I need to drop 20 pounds. That's it. And then, okay, the event's gone. So you're going to put the weight back. Like there's no such thing as the perfect diet. You know, it has to be a lifestyle change. So if I want something, I'll have it. But I also think that you don't have to have as much as you think you need to have. If I'm like, I love pie crust. So much. I hate the filling, but I love pie crust. And my cousin Linda makes the best pie crust. And I've asked her, I'm like, can you make up when you make a pie next time? Can you just make one crust, like put nothing in it for me? <laughs> She's like, you are so fat. I'm like, I know, but it's so good. But I'll have the pie crust. I don't have to have like a cup of it or like 10 forkfuls. Like I'll have sure. one or two and I'm done. What's, I got a, what's what makes one pie crust exactly? Is that like this whole circle of a pie or like a... <laughs> Like a sliver, I don't, or like whatever I like. I'm in the mood for, (laughs) but you don't have to have like the whole dish. Finish. What I like to do is like your plate. If you like mac and cheese, for example, fill your plate up with like (laughs) vegetables and like your 
meat protein and all of this stuff and put like two or th- like one or two big spoonfuls of mashed potatoes eat everything else first have the mashed potatoes last you're full you finished your plate off with like the thing that you wanted the most so you still have the taste in your mouth like that's all it takes again mind games it's all about mind yeah. games tricking yourself into doing the right thing yeah i have trouble with sugar i i can't help it i love sweets <laughs> it's too tough man it gets yeah. late at night you want those sweets mm-hmm. yeah chocolate especially a big chocolate guy after eating so, something salty you're done man so when you say like have one bite i'll have that bite and then i'll have another <laughs> and another because i don't want to get rid of the flavor i want it in my mouth like. well then you have to put it in like a bowl and put the bag away slowly eat the bowl savor every moment uh, and then when it's done you don't have the bag so you're too lazy these to get are up tricks and, get it. and i do i agree with your strategy but i also think that people like me and i guess kyle for sweets like it's like willpower so it's like the big determiner willpower is your mind control yeah, yeah. exactly so it's, it's just possible tough. it's just tough it's possible that's what I, I it's, agree it's with. It's possible. And you have to. 100%. You, you have, have to, to want, want it. it. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Exactly. You have to want it more than you want the taste or the flavor or whatever it is. Exactly. You can't deprive yourself. I, I see it all the time. Like, I have a lot of friends who are on, like, diets or constantly, like, losing weight, like, trying to lose weight. And, like, it's funny how they won't have whatever they are trying to cut out of their diet for, like, a while like three weeks and they're like i'm just gonna have it and they go ham yeah i'm like if you just had the forkful when you wanted it you would not have ate the whole damn pie like when you were having your cheat day i'm really? so with you <laughs> like have it there it's not gonna kill you one bite is not gonna kill you no and it does 50 it, of them maybe that might kill you literally kill you and it does curve that uh, i've eaten 50 bites of many things before <laughs> yeah I have to, i'm still i'm still yeah. here <laughs> <laughs> no, when you say that though Rita uh, it makes me think of uh, I have a couple of friends who are trying to like lose weight all the time and they'll cut that thing that is making them large out of their diet and then they'll go back to it like oh I deserve it it's like lifestyle change sure I have a very specific friend of ours that it's very he's very it's amazing because he has so much willpower he can cut all the bad stuff out of his diet and he'll do it for like months on end and he'll have progress you know but then I'll go back one week and I'll exactly how you say it, destroy it with, you know, just every single bad thing you can have. And those are the things that he likes to eat. So yeah. keep shooting yourself in the foot. Uh, what would be something uh, that you would want to share with everyone? I mean, like one of the things that I would say is just be nice to yourself. I think that, A, you live in like a world that's hard enough as it is. And everyone, you're doing the best that you can. Like give yourself a break slow it down like even if you don't go to a a yoga class just take a few minutes out of the day for yourself if that means like locking yourself in the bathroom and for like five minutes just like tune your brain or like whatever your happy thing is to do then do it and if you're having trouble with something don't get frustrated like nothing happens overnight I just think that people are very hard on themselves and I would like for them to not be as hard. I'm hard on myself all the time. I'm very like, I'm a perfectionist. Like everything needs, and I've been, Tara, Adis, they're all like, can you take a step back? Like, you're psychotic. Like, calm down a second. And like, sometimes I need someone else to tell me because I'm a very like driven person. I like, I set my goals and if I'm comfortable for too long, I start like not being happy and just talking down on myself like I know I can do more like why can't I do it like I don't know what to do and sometimes like I think that life throws you things and if and you're God whoever you believe in like it life throws you things but at the same time it's your job to like grasp it and do what you want with it and do what you can with it like things do come to you but if you never if you aren't aware of it and if you don't do something about it then it's just gonna pass you by and you could have missed out on like this completely like different happier life and i think that it takes like a clearer mindset to like realize it and grasp it take that breath yes take that breath definitely that was awesome yeah yeah well thank you so much rita for joining us today on uh, our podcast thank you guys
if you want to give a plug for yourself uh, where someone could reach you uh, to contact you about those personal training. Uh, yeah, you could say class time. You could say your yeah. Instagram account, whatever you want. to. Okay, well, I do have Facebook. My name, Rita, R-I-T-A, Corozian, K-H-O-R-O-Z-I-A-N. Um, my schedules, I teach out of 10 to 5 Fire Shapers. So if you go on the website, my name is all over the schedule. <laughs> I also teach in the Rutherford Fire Shaper a few times a week. But if anyone's, I do group classes, studio private. So anyone reaches out, I'll be happy to serve. Awesome, Rita. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. Thank, thank you, you so guys. much. Well, guys, thank you for joining us for another episode on the Disconnection Podcast, where we aim to inform, inspire, and close the disconnections in your life. We'd like to thank our guest today, Rita. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing a unique perspective on a range of topics. Please subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on iTunes and YouTube. My name is Kyle. And I've been Ben. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Disconnection. Disconnection.